Hi there. I am so excited to invite you to attend our fourth annual free virtual special education and advocacy conference. We are hosting it here at Ashley Barlow Company in partnership with Rebecca Poe Teaching. And we are so excited for a few new things at this year's conference. The first new thing is that we have not just one, but two different tracks for attendance. For the first time ever, we have created a track that is specific for school staff and teachers. We also still have that traditional track that we intend to be really great for parents and caregivers in the IEP arena. So yes, we have a teacher track and a parent track. On that teacher track, you are going to learn about things like easier data collection, gestalt language processing, behavior reading, and other super hot topics in special education practice, as well as advocacy. On the teacher and caregiver track, you're going to learn about stress management for caregivers, using adaptive books, something that I have really kind of um, dove into here at my own house, inclusion advocacy, advocacy strategies, and so, so much more. That free ticket will give you one pass, one access to one presentation per hour on the track that you choose, either that teacher track or the parent track. Of course, if you are not available on January 19th or January 20th when the conference is taking place, you can buy tickets to access the conference on demand. And those tickets, of course, are available at our website, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference slash 2024. Check out the website for more information about ticketing. This year, we also have something super exciting planned. We have decided to make this a two-day event. When I partnered with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I told her that I really feel like School districts, disability organizations, and other community organizations need to start providing trainings that are accessible to teachers, related service providers, administrators, parents and caregivers, and other community members that are interested in IEP support. What if we all attended the same training? What if we all learned information about special education practice? curriculum, how to read evaluations, that kind of stuff, about special education advocacy, how we can collaborate more, how we can work together, and even about special education laws. What if we all attended those presentations and we workshopped them together? So together with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I have created the Empowered Workshop Series, and we are excited to bring it to your organization or school in 2024 and beyond. If you are interested in having Rebecca and I bring a workshop to you, you can see a preview of the Empowered Workshops on January 19th, the Friday before our main conference programming. For more information about that, either send me a DM or check out the website, again, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference dash 2024. We hope to see you January 19th and or January 20th and can't wait to connect with you. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Ashley Barlow Company podcast. I'm Ashley Barlow, your host. If you are a parent, 
a teacher or someone who works at a school, or you're a community member, a volunteer or a staff member at an organization that supports people with special education plans, a coach, a tutor, or even a grandparent, you're in the right place. Sit back with an ice cold glass of lemonade, put on your walking shoes and grab some headphones, roll down the windows and cruise. Ready, set, go. Educate, advocate, collaborate. Welcome back to Special Education Advocacy with Ashley Barlow. I'm Ashley Barlow, and I'm so happy you're here. Okay, today we're going to finish up talking about progress reporting. We've been talking about progress reporting for three weeks now. This is our third week, and what I want to talk to you about today is what we can do with progress monitoring data in order to make things make sense, in order to like tell the story. So we've talked about how we take data at home. We can also use data that we get from school and we can tell a story with it. And so I wanna show you a couple of things that you can do in Excel that will help you to tell the story. You know, when you're working in a team, everybody works differently, right? Like you're gonna have some visual learners. And sometimes when we tell the story, with a visual learner, things change, things get better, things make more sense to them. And so I'm going to show you how to use graphs and charts in Excel in order to make the data make sense. And so I am going to recommend that if you typically listen to the podcast on Apple Music or Spotify or Stitcher or something that you, hang on, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sharing my screen and I am not good at multitasking. If you typically listen someplace with audio only, you might want to go ahead and continue to listen. I'm going to try to use all of my words in order to make this make sense, but you might circle back and um, look at the YouTube video of this because I am in fact sharing my screen, which is Wonderful. Okay, so how can we tell the story with a picture? The first place that we can do that is we can just do a simple chart that shows the data over the course of time. So what I am going to do, and I've shared for you data that you've seen that I actually took for Jack Barlow back in 2020 when we were learning during COVID. The reason why I am sharing this is because many of you have seen this as I've presented on progress monitoring because this is from that graphic. So you are looking at, it looks like the third benchmark or the second benchmark actually on my graph. And it says, Jack will be able to read first grade site works with 100% accuracy in four out of five trials as measured weekly. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to highlight the data. I've got data points across, it looks like seven or eight different data points. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm going to highlight the actual text as well as those. And then I'm going to go up into Word and file. I'm in like kind of the file toolbar. And so you've got file home. And the next thing on my toolbar says insert. So I'm going to click on insert. And then I'm going to come over here and the, there are some charts. And so I'm going to check on, click on the chart that looks like a little line graph. And if you click on the arrow, you get several different choices there. 
So I'm going to click on the one that's over to the far right that gives me the line graph with some dots. I like for the dots to be on there because that's going to show me exactly where the data point hits, okay? So that's what I'm going to do first. And you see the chart come up right here. So up at the top, it populated the goal, the text of the goal. Jack will be able to read the first grade site word list with 100% accuracy in four out of five trials as measured weekly. And then you see the data, just like the school presents it. Well, this can be super helpful if you're looking at the data that your child has done at home and that your child has done at school. This also is quite helpful if school doesn't create this kind of visual. So you can do this with the school's data, and then you can add in any commentary. Now, what can we do to tell this picture more fully? So we can click over here on this plus and it's got chart elements. One thing that I think is super helpful. So, okay, so we've got the axes, which are, you know, the, the plus and the, and the minus, but we can actually, so we want those. I'm sorry, not the plus and the minus. What am I talking about? It's like the, the vertical and the horizontal thing. It gives you labels to those, but we can also title those. So, you know, the one that I've got over here to the left, we can title like the, the data points and the one across the bottom, we can do, we can make it say dates and times. We can add labels to the actual data points so that instead of just being dotted or plotted at 0.63, it now says 0.63 actually on the chart, which can be super helpful. We can add a little table at the bottom, which is what I actually prefer to do as opposed to adding those data labels. So I'm going to click out of the data labels because I think it looks fussy. And then I'm going to do the data chart. And I'm going to make this a little bit bigger so that the data chart can be bigger. And, and here's things that you can notice. So, okay, so it still looks really jumbled. Well, one of my data points is 0.6341, blah, 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 because you'll see in the entry thing, he got 26 out of 41, right? So I just did equals 26 out of 41. But it looks like that averages out to be 0.63. So I can go in there manually and change the data point to 0.63. And then voila, my chart looks a lot better. Same thing on the 0.78 that's too long. And then over here, the 0.98 that is too long as well. And now all of a sudden, my chart at the bottom looks a lot more beautiful. So we can come back over to our chart and click the plus and see what other things that we can add to it. We can add these error bars that just allows for a margin of error to say, you know, I mean, on any certain day, a 97 is somewhere between a 99 and a 95 or something like that. And if you get real specific, you can do those. I don't like to leave those in there. So I'm not going to. You can add a legend. Adding a legend, again, just talks about, you know, like adds that the, the text from your benchmark in there. So I don't think that that is particularly helpful, but you could customize that to the extent that you need to. And then the last thing is these up and down bars that you can add. So that is actually, I don't think that's adding it in here. We'll have to look at that on another set of data. Okay. So that's what you can do there. Now let's pretend that we've got that data and that's from home. But I'm going to come in here to my spreadsheet, just arguendo for the sake of teaching you this. And I'm going to have that same benchmark. So this is benchmark two. I'm typing in benchmark two from school. Okay. And let's say on April 15th, he scored a 0.5. 
And then we're just going to go across and we're going to do 0.6 and we're going to add in our data from school. Okay. And things got bad during school. So as data over the course of time went 0 0.5, 0 0.6, 0 0.8, 0 0.6, 0.5, 0.1, 0.3, 0 0.2. Okay. Now on our chart, we are going to also include that data. Okay, we're going to add in the benchmark two from school and you'll see how it's now highlighted on my on my chart it's here in blue on my screen. So now what we do is we go in and we highlight it all and we generate it. And we can see this story. We can see that the blue line, which is that top data point, the data that we took at home, shows a nice progression up and to the right. We're going up the roller coaster. That's the way we're supposed to be going. But at school, we continue on the same trajectory, maybe not doing as well as we do at home, which we can explain with a number of environmental factors. But then all of a sudden on a certain date, after that third piece of data is taken, the school data starts to plummet. And so this tells a story. This says this child continues to make nice progress at home. However, the progress at school is, is declining. So what can we assume that's happening at school? It looks like the child has mastered this skill, but is having a hard time demonstrating mastery at school. So we can put this, look at how that picture tells the story. Yes, we can certainly tell the story if we look at it just in the data points, but isn't it so powerful to look at it as a picture? Now, if you're looking at this from home, what it looks like is two lines that are going up the roller coaster at the same time. And then all of a sudden you get Pac-Man's mouth. And the top line, the home data, continues up that roller coaster. And then you have almost a V in the Pac-Man's mouth where the school data starts to go down the roller coaster. And the gap is widening in the progress and in the mastery. That is super duper powerful information. So, okay, I am going to drag that chart out of view just like I did with the last one go down, go down so that these are out of the way. And we're going to look at another thing that we can do with data. Oh, for heaven's sakes, come on, maybe I can just delete it. Why is it not cooperating with us? Okay, well, let's just look up if we can see another data point and see what, see what we can find out here. Okay, so now we're going to look at this data that has nice round percentages. So we're going to look at the goal that says Jack will read a first grade passage and answer comprehension questions correctly with 80% accuracy and four out of trials as measured weekly. So I intentionally left a blank in this. You will see that one data point says 33%, and then you get 100, 180, 80 blank. 80, 100. Okay, so there's two corrections that we have to make before we do anything. The first is that we've got to change that 33% to just a 33 because all of the other things, whoops, changed to 33,000 or 3,300, geez, 
Oh, for heaven's sakes, it's okay. So I didn't realize that this, but if this happens to you where you can't change it in Excel, what you have to do is you've got to go up to the way that the number is characterized and you've got to recharacterize it. So this is, I'm going to recharacterize it as a number and then it'll allow me to do it as 33. And then we've got a blank over here and charts get really funny with blanks. They will interpret them as zeros. And so I'm just going to go ahead and suppose that maybe Jack got a 70% there. I'm just adding it in order to teach you how to do it. Okay, so we're going to highlight that information, including the goal, because then we'll get the good information. And again, we're going to go over here to insert. And we're going to come up here and we're going to look at bar charts. These are super helpful as well. So we're going to look at this bar chart and it's going to show us Jack's progress over time, right? We are, we can look and see that he got a 33% and then he got a 100%, 100%, 80%, 80%, I like to add the access titles. And so, you know, down at the bottom, I'm going to include dates over time. And over on the left, I'm going to include the actual data points. Um, I actually like to add data labels to charts because they go right on top or to these bar graphs because they go right on top. I think that that is super helpful. The data table on these makes things look funny. So I don't usually involve or include the data table. One thing that we forgot to talk about on the last one is we can include a trend line. You see that a lot in data from school. And if you include a trend line here, you can see that on average, the trajectory is going up the roller coaster, which is the way that we want it to go. So this tells a nice story. It's the same story as what we learned before. It's just a different way to look at it. But what happens if we want to include maybe school data here? So I'm going to have you kind of change your mind when you're looking at this. I'm going to have you change your, your outset. And what I'm going to do is I am going to make this be a graph of the way that the child performed in a way that the average performs. So a lot of times we are talking about the child's performance on some kind of academic, like curriculum-based assessment. So we might be talking about star reading, or we might be talking about map scores. We might be talking about standardized test scores, you know, like that state testing. And so we might want to look at how a child is performing versus how the average child is performing or how the state average is performing. So we might be looking at district, maybe even classroom average, district average, state average. And so we can do this in a bar graph and it can be super helpful. You are used to seeing this, in fact, when you get your child's standardized test scores back. And so I'm going to show you how to create that. So for this child, let's say that the data points are um, maybe 20th percentile, 20th percentile, 25th, 33rd, 40th, I don't know, 25th, 15th, and 80th, okay? And then we're going to come back over here and we're going to assume that this is the state average. And so the state average is 85, 70. I'm just adding in things randomly, but you're going to see that they are higher than the way that the child performs on this, not 100. Maybe it's 65 and 70. Okay. So now what we want to do is we want to look at the data for the way that our child performed versus the way that the average child in the state performed. So we're going to come back over here to insert. 
and we're going to go over here to the bar graph and we're going to select the first one that comes up. So now we see that the way that our child performed is blue and the way that the state average performed is orange. Wow, what a difference. That tells a significantly better story than what these highlighted blue boxes tell. Isn't it incredible to look at it in a visual? Now, we can also go, I'm thinking to myself, this is a bad podcast because it's all about visual. So I'm going to encourage you again to hop over to YouTube. And next time I should probably do this on Instagram Live or something, but you can't share your screen. I have to figure out something better. You can also do this. There's another kind of cool chart that I like to use, which shows it this way. So this shows that the blue, and if you're colorblind and can't see this, send me an email and I can send you a, a, an email with something that's a little bit better because I think red and blue are, they're hard for my kids to see. Actually, red and blue, you should be able to see apart if you see like my kids see. Anyway, the blue is where our child is performing. And then you add on top of it to see where the state average is. So it's almost like you're this full of the average and then you'd have to fill up, you'd have to pour in this much more achievement in order to access what the state average is accessing. And I think that is super duper helpful and super duper interesting. So Adding that component or adding that chart to an argument can be super helpful. I want to show you one more thing. So we've got these two sets of data points highlighted, and there's this button over here that talks about recommended charts. So we can click on that and we can get any number of recommended charts. So we can just start to go through them. This is one that we actually used. There it is in a horizontal way. Here's one that we actually used. Here it is as a line graph, as a horizontal graph. You can do it as a pie chart. This is all of the stuff that Excel can do for you. I think this can be a super duper helpful accuracy tool. And that is why I like to use it in my advocacy. And it, I think it can be something that can be immensely helpful to you. So kind of in closing, what I would say to you is play around with it. If you're recording your child's data, open it up, enter it into a spreadsheet and play around with it. And then think about what kinds of discussions you might have to have with your school team. Think about where you might need to compare data. Think about where the data tells an interesting story. Think about what they aren't getting or what you're having a hard time explaining. And then see if a chart or a graph or some kind of visual will help you in your advocacy. Again, I apologize that it's not the best audio presentation. So I encourage you to hop over to YouTube to watch the video of this. I will see you next week, same time, same place.